Franklin. Hey guys, welcome back. It is another round of the Little Bit Strange podcast. We are doing part number two, aka Dose, aka whatever they call it in French, with my buddy Richard Wonder Wookie Whitley. Le Two. Le Two. They call it Le Two. Le Two. So last time you were here, we talked about like you on the road, uh, how you came into like music, and then it progressed to lighting and all that stuff. Right. And some of your little fun like stage stories. Mm. In the process of that, you've spent a lot of time in bars. Mm. So now, why do make me sound like an alcoholic? No, I, because of your job. Okay. Because of your job <laughs> and the drinking. But <laughs> nice. Um, tonight, this time, I wanted to kind of go through and get some more of the actual, like, specific bar stories and different venues. It might have been one that you were hanging out with as your friends, or one that you were actually at when a when a concert was going on or something. So. Like, what would you say was your all-time favorite venue, first off? Ooh, that I've played in or that I've just been in? Because there's, there's a lot of those. Okay, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, uh, we'll, we'll say, as a fan, what's your favorite one that you've been in? Mm, there's not too many of those. I mean, it's always been like arenas or something as a fan. Well, like um, Give me an example for one. Oh... First time I saw Britt Floyd in OKC was at uh, uh, I think it's called the uh, oh hell it's not the Cotillion Brett Floyd no Britt Floyd Britt Floyd yeah it's that Pink Floyd tribute band ah okay that actually okay, okay. like uh, two guys from Pink Floyd actually backed them up oh wow like like full support you guys rock yeah please go, here, go out and do it, it have a good time I mean it is the next best thing to Pink Floyd wow like, so kind of so okay kind of like how Journey got their Last one of their last little lead singers from a YouTube. tribute band. Yeah, from on YouTube from a tribute band. Yeah, right, right. Okay, yeah, these guys. I mean, full lighting, the big circle, the b- everything. So they're basically <coughs> Pink Floyd without being Pink Floyd. Basically, it, it is the next best thing. And even if, even if you don't like Pink Floyd, go see him because the theatrics and the lighting, and the lasers and shit. Now, do you it's think, crazy? Do you think that played into like you liking the venue so much? I yeah, I would I, mean, I would say. I, Shiny and blinky and flashy, well, I know, it's, catches it's just, your attention it's so, pretty quick. It's so big and, like, open, you know? Just There's room for everything. There's room for people. There's room to stretch out. There's there's room to see an actual show, whereas some of these venues you go to, it's like... I don't think I want to go to a show where you're doing hot yoga behind the <laughs> lighting Because yeah. then it's not very you hot. you stay in shape then while then you're doing it. Well, <laughs> then it's, it's more of, like, a, a the warm feeling of vomit uh, coming up. You, you go to some of these other places, and, like, all the skidding's on top of each other, you know? Like you're you're sitting on two other people, or you're in the lawn, and I'm not knocking the woodlands or anything, but I mean, yeah, I could sit on a grassy hill anywhere. Yeah, I mean, why would I want to do it like right now in the middle of summer? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't oh, care yeah, who it is. is. This is fun. <laughs> I'm sitting on stickers and cigarette butts. Yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that uh, that place is pretty cool. Uh, the Criterion. That's what it's called. Criterion. Criterion. Where was that at? It's in OKC, Oklahoma City. Oh, uh, wow, sorry, Mr. T- it's OKC. It's a d- douche nozzle. I'm, I'm lazy. You're that guy. I'm lazy. You're douche. Uh, it's right there in uh, Bricktown, like where Wormy Dog and all those places used to be. So oh, all those wow. bars and clubs that have shut down, and they're pretty much gone. That little area is dead. All of a sudden, there's I the big old Bricktown. I lived up that way for a while. I lived uh, just <coughs> west of Tinker Air Force Base mm. in Dell City, and I lived in Midwest City for a while. There's a there's another little joint. I haven't seen a show there. I've seen some karaoke stuff there. Every time we travel through, if it's a travel day, we always it, that's like where we go is Bricktown now. 
And if y'all are ever there, go check out Tapworks. It is a cool joint. It's in, like built in one of the old, old, old buildings okay. from like the original downtown Bricktown area. Nice. Uh, it's called Tapworks. They have hundreds and hundreds of beer on tap. Well, I'm, so I'm guessing that they're like and a, like a the food specialty is, beer. Yeah, very. It, it's like take Wob, but make it like more old time and multiply their beer by like 20. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot. For those of uh, you who don't know what Wob is, it stands for World of Beer. Yeah. We apparently have a douche Wookiee with us. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty cool joint, and their food's great. I, I recommend the uh, chicken pub pie. Go And the chicken pub pie is awesome. But yeah, the uh, criteria. Uh, I would order just cool. so I could go chicken pot pie, please. <laughs> the criteria is cool. It's just a big open venue where you could see everything. Kind of like a stadium, but it's it's it's, smaller. it's, it's more like a, like an arena. Now, what's the biggest venue you've played in as far as like size? Not counting outdoor ones because obviously that's well, God's. Well, country. the technically <laughs> the biggest venue that I've played in was in high school, and marching band was in the Astrodome. For a marching competition. Wow, you're reaching on that one there, buddy. <laughs> I'm really reaching on you're that really one. You're really reaching on that one because the Astrodome is now just a giant feral cat haven, apparently. <laughs> uh, I heard there's a new breed of raccoon coming out of there. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> the cats are finally starting to fuck the raccoons. The apocalypse is happening. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah that is one of the yeah. weirdest sports stories on the planet, by the way. Is like, what? Why didn't they just? Why? Yeah. Who knows? Why keep it? It's Houston. This is true. They got rid of. <laughs> they got rid of. There. Well, they got rid of the fucking water park called Astro World, or the 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 uh, theme park. Theme park Astro World, and had, had water the park. water park next to it, Water World. They did more yep. business than the fucking Astrodome did. <laughs> yeah, and it's a parking lot now. <laughs> yeah, and a shitty one at that. Like they didn't even like pave it over and yeah. make like really good parking for this new stadium. No, they made it fucking dirt. So when rodeo rolls through, it's nothing but a giant fucking mud pit. When it rains. It doesn't even have to rain. All them <laughs> rednecks spitting and pissing next to their trucks. Hey, man, you got to pee. You got to pee. All right. I pee next to my truck a lot. <laughs> I'm not, okay, look, I get that. But, like, I don't want to trudge half a mile through six inches of mud and piss and vomit and God knows what else. If you've, if, but you're going to do it in the cook-off anyways. So no. just on pavement. <laughs> <laughs> well, there they at least kind of wash it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've been there after it shuts down. They don't wash much. Yeah, they, they're only just throwing like a bucket outside the, outside the tent. We're getting this two foot radius right here. Yeah, truck drive Everybody by. Everybody else and they fuck just off. Throw it out, and there you go. All right. Are you washing the sink? No, 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 no. no. Uh, <laughs> now, okay, so yeah. Uh, besides that. Okay, as the, an adult. <laughs> the biggest venue I've played. Besides um, uh, Ricky's Handy Shack. <laughs> would probably be there's a uh, arena down in Hildago, Texas, down south in the valley. That's just not a good name around this part of town. <laughs> oh damn! I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, oh Dora. Um, but yeah, it was uh, right when Niamo I actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I wasn't even full time with Kyle yet. Like I wasn't on the bus or anything. We did, I don't even think we had a light package built yet. I was writing stuff from Pikert, and uh, we opened for George Strait. It was his. Which, by the way, hi, Josh Pikert, shameless plug, uh, Hoop Delights, right? Yes, sir. Uh, hey, yeah, we're going to get Josh on here soon. Baddest man on the planet. <laughs> He's uh, not going to hear this. And You don't have to kiss his ass. He listens to podcasts. I bet he listens. I'll put money on it. 
which means that you played it in the shop one day and forced him to listen to it. <laughs> you, you, you catch on quickly. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't take yeah, dumb was, bets. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was George Strait's next to last show. Uh, oh, yeah. You were telling me about this. Yeah. He like was, he touched was, you and you jizzed in your pants no. or some shit. So we were behind the stage. Or he walked past you and you smelled him. We were, we were behind the stage. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and skip to what he's talking about. We were behind the stage. I was helping our drummer tear down, having a beer, having a shot. They did their song or whatever. Lights go out. They come off stage. I'm I'm not paying attention. I'm over here helping Will. And next thing I know, I turn around. I feel somebody touch my uh, touch my shoulder, and uh, it was Tommy. And uh, like he was like pushing me away, like I wasn't supposed to be there. And I was like, Hey, man, it's, it's cool. And I showed him my pass, and he saw my wristbands too. He's like, Oh, okay, okay. Tommy, foot. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't even paying attention again. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Let me get out of the way." Not the even day. paying attention. Who's next to me? I hear somebody talking. I turn around. Here comes somebody with a tray full of 1,800 tequila shots. Cody, good. I am Rob, one Cody. foot away from George fucking straight. You know, we know some people. We're not going <laughs> to name names that would probably <laughs> love to smell your hand. <laughs> I am one foot away from him, and he's sitting there talking. All right, boys, we're going to do this song and this song, and we're going to go out with this and yada yada. I mean, he's just good show, guys. They do a shot. They start walking to the stage. I look, and I'm like starstruck. It's like, no fucking way. He was just standing he right next to me. tried to lick his shot glass, didn't you? He, he was just fucking trying, weirdo. And he, down, he grabs another one, downs it. I guess nobody, somebody didn't take theirs. And downs it, and they go up and do three more songs. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. And I'm not even that big of a country fan. Like, I like the old school stuff. But, but just, I mean, he's, he's a whole different level. I, I'm just on the Texas scene. I'm not even full-time with Kyle Park yet. And next thing you know, we're opening for him, and this dude's standing right next to me. It's right. Like, oh. like, dude, there's only a handful of country artists that I've ever been at that level. Yeah. Like, I don't think he, ha- he has the fame, of course, especially in the States. Um, but I don't think he has the worldwide fame like a Garth Brooks. Just because Garth took his little thing that, that George was already doing and had already done up Gar- at that p- point and then took it to a worldwide scale. Yeah, he, and he's very more... I'm not calling him showboat in a bad way. He, he's he's just, much he, more of a showman, for he's sure. Very more run around, sure. jump but around. That, well, that whole age range, I hate to say it like that, that whole era of music in general was showing that, hey, look, if you put on a, on a show, these people pay five times more and come back the next night. Like, don't yeah. just stand there plinking away. There, you and I know some musicians. I'm not going to name any names because he might actually be on here one day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love them. They're great singers. They're awesome, awesome singers, amazing songwriters. They can play well, but you put them on stage in front of people, and they fucking freeze. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I would rather watch a half-blind nun jack off <laughs> in the middle of <laughs> a <there>. hurricane. <laughs> like, Seriously, just one of the most fucked up situations you can come up with. I would rather do that than watch them because even though they're good <laughs> singers, even though they're good uh, guitar players and all that, they're boring. Somebody out there right, n- right now that's listening to this is going to be like, none masturbating in the middle of a hurricane. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I can make that work. I'm going to the garage. Are you a sick freak? Uh, 
That that would be yeah. It was it was that arena. That would be my biggest one. And it wasn't like just <laughs> front. Way of the to bring stage. the conversation back. Yeah, Appreciate that. No Sorry, my brain went weird for. A it second. was also there was like seating that kind of went around them in the back too. So you hit those big crowd lights and it's like they're cheering. It's like oh shit, there's people back there too. It's not curtained off. Right. So that that was pretty cool. That that was definitely like to my grave will be a highlight of. So let me ask my you career. this: it, like, <clears throat> I know that you know some people that have done the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, like mm -hmm. the main event mm -hmm. nights. Do they get to choose what they use for their lighting package? No. Or are their lighting guys not even involved? No. So what happens is is you load in like stupid early in the morning. Uh, band gear, yeah, you bring in whatever you want band gear-wise. Um, if you have a floor package, it does not go in. Uh, if you have a lighting director like myself or anything, you do not program. It, just, well, no, you don't program, but do you get to at least run it and what pick they, from what they, what they yeah. have? So what they do and what most of us in my position would do is you take them a set list. This is what we're doing. These are the colors that I use or I like to use. Maybe make use this kind of gobo, a breakup gobo or whatever. Uh, and that's about it. And then they give you this little pad to do crowd lights and strobes and chase patterns and stuff like that while you're calling spots and telling the lighting director, hey, do this or hey here comes this big part and you get so on your headset and you know blackout and everything goes out so they give you like a a, a very basic kind of setup like hey look <coughs> here's this little panel that's going to control yeah. a few things yep. but if you want anything specific you have to tell them Basically. but they provide somebody right there by your side yeah yeah Nice. And that's, okay. that's, I was that's often, I was curious about that sometimes. And then you have what, like four or five people in the rafters doing spotlights. You, uh, if I'm, I think Houston has eight. I think it's either six or eight, and you're constantly calling them. Right, which I never. Because the stage I, rotates, so you're I never understood calling. because the stage rotates, but they have that big circular truss work above it. They could put lights on that and hit anything in the building. You could, but that's that part of it's mainly for the show. You rely on the spotlights for face and where they are on the stage, whereas everything else is for accents and show gotcha. and ornate things. And gotcha. Um, and that is, I will say, that is uh, the crew they have there doing that now is LD Systems' finest people. Oh, yeah, no, I know I, LD did it, and I know that they always do a good job. I'm I just kind of curious, like, if you get to come in there and be king shit and go, ha, no, ha, No, and there are know. people that have done that. I'm not going to say any names either because uh, they're still friends of mine, and I love them to death still, but... When they got to do it, they tooted their own horn and da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I know so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so. And, so and, so and, so. and I know all these people that used to work for LD Systems. So they saw that, and they called them out, and I had to delete the post. Wow. <laughs> it, it got bad. Well, I mean, I hate to say it. If somebody's going to fucking, like, talk some shit or whatever, and not even shit talking, but, like, try and make their own bravado yeah. that much better by claiming something that they can't prove. Yeah, and don't, and I'm That's I'm, one of my big fucking pet peeves this, lately. It's yeah. happened to me. People, it, people presenting an opinion as a fact, and then when you ask them, hey, do you have any proof for that? They get pissed off. Yeah. I don't have to prove anything to you. You go look it up. It, well, it, no, it's your opinion that you're presenting it, as a fact. It's happened to me. I, I've had people take credit for my work, like for my programming or for my installs or whatever I've done. Well, like, yeah, oh, I, I did that. I, did I do that. all the time. <laughs> or I did this programming and da-da-da-da-da, and it's like I've slammed them. I've caught them for it. Thousands oh, of times. I flat out tell people, like, I've had a couple of concerts come in and ask, like, who did your lighting and all this stuff. And I flat out tell them, well, you, this guy is the one who did all the installs, and then he and I kind of programmed together. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there, there was one guy in particular. Well, in, unfortunately, in this business, too, there's so many people that are just trying so hard to get themselves ahead. Yeah. That they're willing to lie, cheat, and steal. Yep. As yep. the late, great Eddie Guerrero would say. 
The problem with lying, cheating, and stealing, and at least in this business, is you're going to get caught, and you're going to get caught quick. Right. Real quick. Right, right, right. And right. when somebody says, you know, it's they hire definite... you to do this shit, and then you go, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's it's a definite plateau you know, business. What does that... this button do, or how do I do this, or what does that right. fader do, and... Oh my God! Oh my God! Next thing you know, you're getting—I'm getting phone calls, or so and so is getting phone calls, and it's like, "Hey, man, how do I do this? How do I do that?" It's like, "Well, where are you?" Oh, I'm, I'm in this venue with all this—you know, yeah, I'm, I'm touring so and so. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck do you want me to tell you? Right, right. And that—that's—that's that's kind of my thing. As you want well, a crash course within a 15-minute phone call on how to do something? I've right, been, right. Oh, look I mean, at all this stuff I've done. Look at all this stuff I've done. Look at all this stuff I've done. And then, like I said, it's a plateau, what I call a plateau business, yeah. in that they'll get to a certain point and they'll go no higher, be it because of lack of drive, lack of ability, or even egos. Egos. Whereas somebody <coughs> will come in and go, hey, I need this done, and you convince them, oh, yeah, I can do it. But then you turn around, and as, you turn, as you're turning around, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yep. I see that time and time again. People just talking themselves up. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do this. And mm-hmm. then they're given every shot in the world, and they fail miserably. Yep. But the ones that prove they can do it, it takes twice as long for yeah. some, whatever reason. Fake it to make it bullshit. Yep. Yeah, fake it to make it. Yeah, you'll make it until you get caught, and then you're down in the dirt. Meanwhile, I'm still on the fucking grind, and I'm still making it. Right, right. And I'm actually going so, higher. Yeah, like, exactly. Now I'm getting those gigs that I should have been getting that you were getting. So. Yeah. Exactly. Welcome to the world, son. <laughs> yeah, karma's a bitch. <coughs> so now, um, now that was your best venue. What's that, your that worst? Was the, that was the biggest. What venue. was the worst one that like, you walked into it, and by the end of it, you were like, "I may fucking quit." <laughs> West Texas in general. <laughs> <laughs> just this whole like, we're just gonna say this region right here. If say- you have a bar in this region, you're <laughs> fucked. I have actually said that before. You can use I-10, and I think it's uh, 35, 35 or 45, and know exactly what kind of club or what kind of production you're going to have. Wow, it's like that? <laughs> oh, it's like that. It is like that. In this state, is it just it because like everything's that. so spread apart? or Pretty much, yeah. So, uh, like I mean, because I, I legitimately saw generic beer in West Texas. Like, yeah. in a convenience store, white label, black lettering, beer. <laughs> it's there. Uh, Same place that we saw uh, teenagers two-stepping in the Dairy Queen aisle on a Saturday afternoon. Nice. Now you got to do something. Mental health, man. Uh, <laughs> Get your pants clothes on. We going Dairy Queen. Uh, the oh, the absolute worst. The absolute worst venue that I have been to. Or like the worst venue experience. Like you were told it's one thing, and then out of nowhere, it's just shit. Like no, the food <laughs> sucked, the sound system sucked. They that, didn't that's give every you another month, man. <laughs> that's every other month. You're always gonna run into them places. Uh, there, there is one. It's it's pretty much out in West Texas, and everybody thought it was shut down. Fowler hadn't been there in like twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> you get that phone call. Hey, we'd like to book you. You guys are still open. And everybody's like, yeah, I think we remember this place. I think we remember this place. And don't get me wrong. The, the the town itself, the people, nice as could be. Even the staff was nice as nice as could be. But like they blew half the PA the night before with a DJ. It's like you know there's a concert coming in. Why would you let somebody do that? So they blow it up. Wow. They show up like way after sound wow. check. Like we did sound check like at three thirty. Like we didn't bring lights in. The stage was so small. The venue didn't have enough power or anything like that. <clears throat> like minimal setup. And they show up like at seven o'clock. The bar's already open. They're already playing music through the little house jukebox and stuff they have. 
but there's no uh, – it was the right side of the PA. And finally, I'm like, hey, Darren, the guy's here. The dude brought in, like, completely opposite speakers. <sighs> so let's say you take, like, QSC's, like, badass powered stuff they have, like the top-of-the-line QSC. Right. That's all on the left side. <laughs> and then the right side. And like then the right side. Gorilla is, sound is like no, it's like QSC's like lowest line. Oh, so you're li- oh, like you got a QSC over here with two fifteens and a and mid and a horn. And they didn't even horn. like mix them together to get some here, kind of semblance. No, and this oh. one over here is like a two K eights and a twelve inch sub or something. Oh man, that's just bad. For, uh, and then bad. they almost sold the little hole in the wall out, so it couldn't cover it because <laughs> everybody's asshole to elbows in there. And yeah, it, it was it was it was just bad all around but the people were nice to be the scenery wasn't too bad and there was a uh, mexican restaurant down the road that was a house oh yeah there's a couple of that like in highway <laughs> six and i ten yeah i i you know i mean out there i'm not you know, i don't know what to see we just came from a brewery <laughs> i'm either going into a really good they, mexican restaurant or the next texas they, chainsaw they had, massacre they had their own brewery you know they had their own little brewery that we spent some time at and had some beers and met some of the locals and whatever and then uh it was a couple of fowler's buddies <laughs> it's um, like, why didn't we just have that concert here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was because they even told us, like, yeah, we have shows all the time in the back, and da 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 da. I was like, why not just do it there? Uh, some buddies of his took us down the road, and all of a sudden we pulled up to this white house with crappy fence around it, and there's cars all the way around. I'm like, are we at like a fucking frat party or something? <laughs> what the hell's going on out here? It was a Did Mexican I just restaurant. join a cult? Son you, of a bitch! Not again. It, you open it, and you can tell they walled certain things off, and then we were basically just in a freaking house. I was probably sitting in what what was once a living room, I'm assuming, assuming, and had the best Mexican food I've ever had in my freaking life. Dude, those little bitty hole in the I have learned that about Texas. Those little bitty hole in the wall Mexican restaurants generally have the most amazing food. God, I know people that swear by it and others that don't like it. There's one in Richmond, I think it's Larry's. Yeah, there's one in Richmond and one in Wharton. Right, and dude, awesome food to me, Mm -hmm. but I know some people that hate it. Yeah, but. You get those little bitty ones out in the middle of nowhere, and it's like, okay, it's either this busy because there's nothing else around, or it's this busy because everyone comes from everywhere around. That's basically, that's the one thing that town had going for it, was the brewery and that little place. That's crazy. What town was this? I, uh, shit, I, I had to look it up. I can't remember. Oh, come on. <laughs> it was come a very on. small town, but it's way, way out in West Texas. Now, way did the show there. end at, like, did, was it a good show? It was a good least? show. The people showed up. They almost sold it out. But like I said, the PA couldn't keep up. There was no lighting. There was minimal band gear on stage. And then when we tried to get out, well, the like, here's the bus on the street. Here's the entrance. The stage is over here compared to the venue. So you have to cut through all these people and pool <laughs> players. And they had an outside fire pit and all this other crap. It's just, oh, God, it was a nightmare. Wow. Like, we couldn't close that trailer door and bus door soon enough to get the fuck out of there. Now, was that, okay, so that was probably one of the worst ones, I'm I'm guessing, that oh, you can recall. Yeah. What was, was there any of those, like, what the fuck moments where you were either A, seriously, like, legitimately questioning what the hell was going on around you, <laughs> or, like, B, like, just all-out pandemonium breaks out, or, like, you're doing an outdoor event and it starts lightning and <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, like, I had or a moment where you're like, man, this may not be the best idea in the world. <laughs> I had a lot I've had a lot of those. I we've we've actually stopped shows or things from happening. Like we we'd go to we'd show up and go to load in and meet the crew, meet everybody, and then you go look at the stage and walk it and it's like you can't hang a PA like that. Or why is and, you know they have a truss system roof and you go look at the cranks and they're like homemade and welded and they're like, Oh yeah, we just did those last night. 
I'm like, there's no safety. There's no this. There's no that. I was like, we are not touching this stage until y'all get this shit fixed. Right. Like, I've seen trusses is what we call smiling, trust smile. When a trust starts doing that for all you production companies out there and all you want to be people, <laughs> when it starts bending and it's smiling at you, you got a big fucking problem. Yeah, your you shit's about to, to snap. Yeah, you need to stop. All these stage collapses you see and shit like that, that's why. People right. do stupid shit like that. That and they have, you know, a oh, wind wall or It's a rated roof. for 1,000 pounds. That means it can probably hold 1,100. No. No. That means that you should probably only push it for like eight. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. There needs, there needs to be a little bit of a cushion there. Right. So all you quote-unquote know-it-alls uh, stealing gigs and stuff out there. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple of those. Uh, and that a little was bitter there. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was down south and west Texas. We've had some of those. Uh, don't get me wrong. I've been to Arkansas and seen the same thing. So <laughs> It's just a matter of how people do things, man. You can't go cheap. You can't go cheap. Cool. Uh, because then what happens is you piss a certain band off because you're promised one thing or told one thing. This happened to us in El Paso. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll have this kind of PA. And then we get there, and it's like this old Yamaha club series. And it's an outdoor gig. It's supposed to hold, like, 2,000 people. <laughs> and this, this particular PA can hold, like, cover maybe 100 indoors, and we're outdoors. And you're outside. <laughs> I had to set up their park hands for them. I had to set up their dimmer packs for them. I had to gel all their lights. And it was a roof system. And the night before, or two nights before, it had rained. And, oh they, and they never put any uh, plywood under all the legs. So a lot of the genie list and everything had sunk. <laughs> so we're like, y'all got to fix this. And they don't know what they're doing. So I'm, I'm over there directing traffic. And Cam's over there directing traffic. And they're just, like, pulling up the safety legs, like, completely pulling them up. Instead of, like, everybody grab a leg and y'all stick that wood under there or that brick under there and reinforce it. They're just undoing the pins and picking the fucking legs up. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, that could cause this whole fucking thing to collapse. Yeah, y'all have no idea what you're doing, do We you? played there twice, and the second time, Fowler had to push a case because <laughs> we didn't have enough hands. We had, like, a hand, uh, one one stage hand. Yeah, and that's just something you don't do. The, the main <laughs> act should not he comes be out, pushing a case. He comes out with his now fiancé and... Like, well, how can we help? How we kept? And I, I got a couple of light trunks down there. I was like, well, push those up here. I need those closer to the stage while they're doing the trailer. <laughs> they pushed two of them, and that was it. <laughs> Fuck this. And we up. never went back. That and the owner was a complete tool. He tried to he tried yeah. to tell us that we couldn't stay parked where we were, and we couldn't party on the bus. We had to go party with them if we wanted to drink. And it's like, dude, once we close that door, it's a private residence. It's like an RV. Yeah. It is a private residence once that door is closed. You, you can't tell us what to do. We'll move it. We'll take it off your grounds if you want us to. But you can't tell us what we can and can't do inside of it. Right. So That's just somebody who think trying to be big and balls. I paid you a lot of money. I can tell you what I want. I, th I think, <laughs> I think actually, no, that, that wasn't in El Paso. That, that, was in a, that was in Del Rio. That wasn't El Paso. That was Del Rio. Uh, One of those taco names. <laughs> wow. <laughs> El Paso taco. They're fucking delicious. Oh, my God. You're right. I forgot about those. And Del Taco Rio taco are some of the best drive-through tacos I've ever tacos, had. Tacos. So yeah, wow sorry, yourself. Sorry, sorry, uh, douche nozzle. But yeah, I think I think it was more along the lines. Spending that too much time at Wob. <laughs> I've only been there like twice. Yeah, and you're using Wob as a whatever uh, for it. So yeah, I, I think I think it was I think it was the SD. fact that I think it was just the fact that he wanted us to go party with him. At, yeah. at their place or whatever little bar they went to afterwards. Yeah. Because we invited some of the staff. They're, I mean, they were nice as could be. They ended up, he brought, it's some company that has, they like, 
couple of the girls were from San Antonio and Houston. Hmm. I was like, why the fuck are y'all coming out here? And apparently this dude was just throwing money to get these types of bartenders. I mean, th- these girls were fine. They knew what they were doing. They could make drinks. And they were, I mean, they were quick. Hmm. Um, but and we this were was like, at you know, a bar? Yeah, this little shithole in Del Rio. Starts with a G. I'm, I'm, I, you know Good what? Good God, I, this place sucks. I will throw that fucking place in the dirt. It was fucking awful. Like, somebody, there's certain members of the band and the crew that know I hate that place. And they gave us a bunch of free hats and shit. And I got, uh, I think it was like in Lubbock or Amarillo somewhere. I got really hammered one night on Jameson. And I saw the hats sitting there on the on the little dining area table. And I was like, fuck this fucking place. God damn it. I threw the door open. I'm throwing them out in the parking lot. Fuck this fucking shit. I'll never want to go back and blah, 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 blah. Go to bed. Next day, load in. There's one sitting there for you. All one. of a sudden, they're they're back. <laughs> like three of them. It's like just looking around, everybody's smiling, laughing at me. You motherfuckers, fuck that goddamn place. <laughs> so that's like your elf on a shelf is your shithole bar hat. Oh man! If there's anyone on the road with him that actually has one of those hats, please contact me. <laughs> we need to get this. I will this. burn it. I finally told him. I was like, next time he I see a hat on here, he seems to need some closure here. Like I told him, I was like, next time I see one on here, I'm gonna fucking burn it in the middle of this fucking bus. I don't care what happens. <laughs> Fuck that place, but yeah, like I we invited a bunch of people and a bunch of people in the crowd and just come hang out with us. The bus is staying there, you know. Let's make this a cool thing. And the owner was like, "No, you got to come here. You can't. No, I got to be. Mr. You can't Popular. drink on your bus. You have to come and hang out with us if you want to drink and do this." And even the staff was like, "We can't go." And he told us this and that and this and that. And we were like, "Fuck this fucking place. Fuck this guy. We're done with this shit." I would have parked where it would have made it damn near impossible for anyone to get out of the parking lot, but just off of his property, and then set up lawn chairs. Uh, it's like, probably just not be a total anymore. ass about it. It's probably not even open anymore. I know uh, Randy Rogers' band has been there, and their LD, Damon, you've met Damon. Yeah, good guy. Uh, was, on, was on the Hoopty Lights group text and telling us all about it, and I'm like, yeah, welcome to my world, motherfucker. I've been there twice. Yeah. <laughs> you've been there once. <laughs> We call this place hell. (laughs) Yeah. But that was the worst. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick little break. We'll be back with uh, round number, well, part number two of part la two. (laughs) Part la two, as they call it, in in Frenchy town. (laughs) So don't go nowhere, guys. We'll be back round number two. (laughs) Hey, welcome back. And so then I said, excuse me, ma'am, you're going to have to get your finger out of... Th- okay, yeah, welcome back. <laughs> it is round number two of part la two. The things you do in a Taco Bell parking lot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, that is, and that should tell you the theme of how the second half is going to go. We're going to talk... Okay, so not a whole lot of people... Well, a lot of people know this, but some might not. I don't know. No more tequila on the brakes. Okay. Um, <laughs> lies. Also, it's lies. Um, drink more. <laughs> drink. <laughs> uh, we used to run karaoke together. Like, you, you were my right-hand man for karaoke for, what, four years, five years? Or yeah. longer? Yeah, that's about right. Something something like that. It was 2012, maybe? So we started the apocalypse. Some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> sorry. My bad, guys. I'll put the... I'll, t- I'll turn the switch back on. I'm sorry. <laughs> so... Through it all, man, we had some of the weirdest people come in. Um, some of the worst people come in, and some of the best though. Like it was, oh a, yeah. I, w- oh I yeah. have to admit, oh yeah. it was a total mixture. You would have never gotten to bang a girl to the Walking Dead theme song 
had you not <laughs> been involved in karaoke. I knew her before then, just so you know. Yeah, whatever. Karaoke's what helped it. Um, <laughs> so Made like, me a star. Who was somebody that stuck out to you, like one that you just remember? You're like, oh, my God, I I know of a couple that you probably remember. Is it, are you saying in a good way or funny way or just whatever? A uh, good way or funny way. Singing-wise, I mean, there's, there's been a couple of people just off the top of my head, like Phil Morgan. I mean, just. Oh, Captain Never Gonna Get on the Show? <laughs> A.K.A. Conroe Chad, A.K.A. Whatever his DJ Philip on you. Just you see that big of a guy, and you think he'd have a bassier voice, and then some of the stuff he'd hit, it's like wow. It's like holy yeah. shit. Uh, Sam, Sam Van, same thing. I, I never thought he could do some of the shit he did. Uh, him and uh, him and Josh both. It's like hey, go sing Whitney Houston. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> <Are you> really? <laughs> oh my god! They just uh. they just knock it out of the park, and then there's. I remember, I think uh, I I had just started with you, and I made fun of somebody because of the way he talked, and you were like, dude, he's got like a fucked up throat or something like that. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, no, that was that other Sam guy. He had like paralysis or something. No, he and didn't. <laughs> Way to make me look like an asshole. No, 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 no. You really couldn't tell. You really couldn't tell. It sounded like he was trying to be a smart ass and like, this is my voice. No, it was just because it was all kind of screwed up and stuff. Uh, I, he actually came in not too long ago and is doing a lot better now. Actually, some of the paralysis has gone away, cool. which is crazy. Cool. Um, uh, there was uh, or uh, that the Victor dude, that one Victor guy. He like he wanted to be in a rock band. He was a classically trained opera singer. Oh, and yeah, they yeah, 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 gave yeah. it all up to move up north to build homes for uh, like Habitat for Humanity. And so his daughter could be around her mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that dude could have been a fucking I star. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, he Anything. always came in and did that uh, song. Ave Maria. On, yeah, they did do on Step Boats Brothers. Boats and Hose song. And yeah. The Boats and Hose song. Yeah, yeah. He'd come in there and just. Just real soft-spoken and then out of nowhere. Oh. The, the bar is all quiet and the lighting is calm and everything is I remember quiet. The, one of the and first times. And he starts just doing oh. that. And it's like, one of, what? One of the, one <laughs> of the first times. That was it. Yeah. He'd come in, do that, maybe hang out and have one drink and then. Gone. Yeah, just sat by himself real quiet, and like that was the thing is like the, I remember one of the first times he came in, I was like, "What the what the fuck? This dude's gonna sing this?" And then you literally hear people in the bar as soon as the 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 like opera music starts, they're like, "What the shit is this? This is Boach and Hose. Why aren't you singing that?" <laughs> Shut the fuck up for a second and realize that this dude's about to do something amazing. About to blow and your And then ear, just ear holes. boom, and honestly, one of the I would say. Maybe ten people in my entire time of doing karaoke show hosting, maybe ten people have ever gotten full-on standing ovations. He's one of them. Sam was one of them. Yep. Um, I think Harry did one night. Noblin has a couple of times. Like, there's yep. one dude. Again, the big thing. You would never think that. Yeah, Noblin's another one. Just uh, well, you would never think somebody that owns such a successful like tire shop business can sing. Shameless plug. <laughs> I told him I would shameless plug him all the time. He owns a very successful tire shop business, Jace Auto. Um, <laughs> so when when he the first couple of times that I saw him sing, I'm like, okay, this is gonna kind of this is gonna suck. And then he got up there and he fucking, it's like, whoa, wait, hey, how how do you hit that note? Mm. You're not supposed, somebody with that much, I don't mean this like it sounds, but mass to them, just because he's a tall dude as well. 
should not be able to well, hit those typ- notes. Typically, bigger guys are bassier voices. Right. Typically. Right. I mean, there's not very many people out there that could throw their voice like that. Right. Now, I again, shameless plug for him, uh, Justin Thompson. Mm-hmm. is another one that you would think that skinny little turd is going to be singing Beach Boys or some shit in Trust the ultimate me, highest register. The, but no, his lower shit is what's really, really amazing. When, when he came and tried out with the emotions. Uh, like he came and tried out or came yeah. to try out? Well, his, his younger brother. A little brother, bit of both. His younger brother was in the band, and we were kind of looking for somebody else to fill another person's shoes. And we're like, oh, God, you know, two brothers in the band. What's that's going to be like? Well, he gets up there and just sings like three or four songs in a row of our stuff. Mind you, he hasn't practiced with us. He's, he's never been on that stage with us. Uh, and just just threw it out there. And we just kind of all look at each other and we're like, fuck the tryout. He's hired. <laughs> I think like two or three weeks later, he's in the band. There was no tryout. There was no, hey, we're looking for a singer. It was like, he's out. This guy's in. Dunzo. Yeah. And the band took off because we were able to cover so much shit with him. So Yeah, he does have a very unique vocal range. Sam Van, same thing. I've seen Sam sing very, very low stuff and sing very, the very fact high that, stuff. The fact that some of you guys can sing Whitney Houston without a flaw, man, that's just I mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> we'll get him on here one time and tell his perspective of the story. But I remember Sam and I were working at a bar one time and he actually got paid quite a bit of money to do this and dressed in drag and had like an afro wig in his crotch under the pantyhose and got up on stage and sang Whitney Houston and when she hit the high when he hit the high note he did the whole Sharon Stone like show uh, crotch shot and all you see is what looks like this giant afro dude it was there was video (laughs) of it somewhere if someone out there has video please 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 let me know like we did some stupid shit at that bar. Like, I forgot about that, man. No. I got on. I was helping my team win a uh, a scavenger hunt contest, and I got on stage in an adult diaper and nothing else, and sang my ABCs, or I'm a little teapot, one of the two, something like that. Things that make you go. Bleh. Hey, <laughs> I got a couple free shots to do it, and then got a few free shots after it. Thank God, I think the video of that was destroyed. <laughs> Mostly for humanity's sake here. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, so, like, what's, what's one that's kind of stuck out where you're like, what the hell's going on here? This can't really be happening. Like The these dancers. There are certain people that dance, and it's just like, or no, there's been some singers, too. Like, Well, the one dude, I don't know if you were working, that I think it might have been Sam that was working with me. And this guy came up just dead serious. Dead fucking serious. Oh, like this, to some this is fun. To yeah. me this is like a career or right. whatever. For some people karaoke's fun, but for me it's a fucking dream. Yeah. And was <laughs> dead serious. Yeah. Like. Yeah, some of those people it's like, yeah, back up, bro. <laughs> right, right. Like, I'm, g- I'm going to knock this out of the park. And then it sounds like two warthogs in heat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next singer. And don't get me wrong, if they they could be the worst singer in the world, but if they get out there and have fun with it and all that, I'm cool. I used rock to sing on. The same thing, man. Throw them. But it's on, when they when they when loud, they just do your thing, man. Right. But when they come up there and act like they belong on American Idol or they should be center stage in the middle of Madison Square Garden and they couldn't carry a fucking tune in no. a bucket. Yeah. That's when I'm like, oh god, 
the nice part of me is like, no, don't say anything. They're having fun. They're they're well, enjoying themselves. I can't sing. I've been up there and done it and made an ass out of myself many Moist a times. Moist clinch. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite karaoke moments, honestly, is the creation of Moist Clinch. Yeah. Which, if you are unaware, Moist Clinch is the third best 80s and 90s <laughs> rock and roll cover band out of South Saskatchewan, Canada. <laughs> they transplanted to Texas and have been on kind of a hiatus lately because of uh, of the Rona. <laughs> My Corona. Uh, um, Saint, the Sunday before St. Patty's was the last get-together. That was also the last day before the first quarantine. Yep. And that was also the day that you almost took a face plant into a pole. And into a bar Stepping yeah. off of the stage. That stage got small real quick. <laughs> you stepped off of it. I know. I thought it was a bigger stage. <laughs> How could you think it was a bigger stage? You were standing on the edge. I didn't get my brown M&Ms, damn it. <laughs> wow. You didn't get your brown M&Ms. You almost got a fucking concussion and a smashed face. Wouldn't be my first one. Ouch. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. I feel much better. Uh, so, like, uh, what yeah. are, uh, you said the dancers kind of stuck out to you. What was one that, that really stuck out to you? I'm going to bring it up for you, Ken. The old zombie foot. She's a celebrity. <laughs> Boyce brought her up when he came up here oh, and recorded. Man. Yeah, good old zombie foot. Man, she was just – I I wish I hadn't deleted them. I think they're somewhere. They might be on – some of the dancers are on my Instagram. <laughs> like, if you go to my Instagram and go to my very, very beginning, mm -hmm. that was all the karaoke dancers. Um, I don't know if the Snow Angels guy is on there. I don't remember that one. Uh, that was before you were there. For, uh, Zombie Foot, though, she's the one that we would set our phone down and put it on, like, record a video but point it upwards at her. Yeah. Phil was the king of that. Phil would just be like, yeah, <laughs> yes, but they want to dance. <laughs> I was about to fall off. Where did you fall off? I want to dance. Can you not see me dance? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, Phil? Stop editing her on. But then like, she would get out there and slap that foot down. And she pointed at it. And it, it's like, <laughs> it was like a weird spin the bottle game. Like she would spin around and wherever that foot slapped down and pointed, that was the one. Yeah. That, you're going to get it, whether mm. you want it or not. Yeah. Like, I, the first time I saw her, I didn't even see her, like, walk to the dance floor. She walks out there and starts dancing, like, slapping that right foot out there and pointing down at it and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> look at my foot. Look at my foot. I, it like, is sexy. Yeah, I just started, so like I really kind of learned my lesson the first time, like learn these people, figure out who they are before you like go poking fun and shit. So I was like, oh man, I hope you know it ain't like paralyzed or something. Or no, broken. she was just weird. Yeah, and she ended up she walks fine. There's nothing wrong with a damn woman except she's fucking crazy. That was her dance move. Was that was her dance foot. move? That's how she got zombie foot. Because <laughs> she'd sit out there and she'd flap that foot down and point down at it like. <laughs> come come and get some of this. <laughs> you know she you want tried it. one night. It was when me and Chris were working. Oh, really? She tried one night. <laughs> I shot her down, and she went after Chris, and Chris was like, I'm married. <laughs> sorry. Like, I, I tried to be nice about it. Like, no, darling, I'm sorry, and blah, 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 blah. And Chris just goes, I'm married. I'm married. <laughs> Hands up, I'm married. I need an adult. <laughs> my, what does my wife tell me, I think? Will you take one for the team? No. No, no, no. There is no I in team. There is an eat me. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Bless your heart, though. Yeah. Oh, I, I hope I, she's okay. There was one guy who used to come around. I still say weird 
way the world works, it could have been for real Bruce Lee. Like, no joke. Went by the name Bruce Lee, was a, would have been the same age, the whole deal, and just had this, like, martial arts sensei look about him. Somehow, he used to drive his little, like, Nissan 3200 or, or Mitsubishi 3200. And then um, between the back parking lot and the front parking lot, mm-hmm. he would hit 60 miles an hour. That little alleyway? Down the alleyway, through the cars, out off into the street, and it's gone. That's extremely dangerous. <laughs> Never hit. I saw him hit one thing, and it was the concrete pole. Oh, the little barricade. Yeah, the little barricade pole, right? Never ran into a car, never ran over a person, never even came close, but could not see two feet past the end of his fucking truck. <laughs> no bullshit. This guy was blind as a fucking bat, and I, he had to have some kind of fucking samurai ninja sense or something and just haul ass down this fucking alleyway, takes this 90-degree turn, and all you hear is, and gone. But he, I'm sure he's passed away by now because he was like old when this happened. Like this, he was like 80 and still coming out to the bar, driving himself and all that stuff. But I always remember him because he couldn't speak that well, and he would just come up and kind of mumble, "I'm brutally." (laughs) What'd you say? "I'm brutally." You're Bruce Lee. Yeah. What the fuck did you just say to me, Waterboy character? <laughs> like, give me a. I'm, I'm Bruce Lee. I'm in bad mouth. Okay. All the way, make it. So I'm <laughs> determining that your name is Bruce Lee, and you want to sing "Bad to the Bone." Uh. <laughs> Can you make it on the stage? Do you need some help? No, I'm I'm, I'm Bruce Lee, Bad to the Bone. What the fuck? Okay, fine. I oh, have at it. <laughs> He would come in, sing his little badge of the bone, get the, like, 40-plus-year-old wannabe hairband uh, strippers out there for that one song. And then it's, it's cute because he's 80. <laughs> yeah, um, it's eight, he's 80, and he just kind of slipped you a little stink finger. And you're like, oh, <laughs> stop it, Grandpa, stop it. <laughs> oh, and then he would haul ass out of the parking lot and just disappear. Nobody knew where he was from. Nobody knew where he lived. Like, all we knew is that his name was Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah, that's not the guy I'm thinking of. I remember there, there was one guy who used to come through there, and he lived at the Covering Inn Suites right there off of uh, Mason Access. Like, he came to some family money or, like, one part of the lottery or something, but had nowhere to go, Chris. had no family. That might have been him. White-haired dude? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. He, d- he was living at Covering Inn for, like, a month. He talked like, a talks month. like uh, the, the, the sheriff off of uh, the old animated Robin Hood movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Chris. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was living at Covered Inn for like a month. Oh, no, that dude had money. And then, like, something happened one night. There was an issue. And he um, was in the middle of it, and, like, all of us or, like, certain people in the bar were like, man, it's just so hard to do it because he's just trying to have fun. He has nowhere to go. And I was like, what, he's homeless? They're like, no, no, he lives at Covered Inn, and he won, like, the lottery or came with some money or some shit. And I was yeah. like, why are we feeling bad for him? <laughs> oh, yeah, and that was the And then thing I thought about it. I was like, man, yeah. He was just one of those good old boys that never had to really do anything in his life. He had family money. Yeah. Nice guy. I even got rodeo tickets from him one year and gave me parking passes, all that stuff, and I went down and saw a rodeo and all that. Hell of a nice guy, but when he drank, he just became overbearingly obnoxious 
and he's one of those that would tell you too much information. But he always had that voice like the sheriff off of Robin Hood. So I always just let him talk because that's one of my favorite cartoon characters. And it it seriously is like, God damn it, Nutsy. I was just down there, and then she tickled me funny, and I said, Grandma, why are you doing that? It's tea time. And next thing you know, we're out there. (laughs) What the fuck did you just say to me, son? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's, I yeah like, I think one night we had to ask him to leave because he got a t- little too friendly with the chick and went and, like, flipped his dick out and was like, you like it? That, yeah. Yeah, and she that was, is it. she laughed yeah. at him, and he got mad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, he was, yeah, there's been a few of them. Now, I mean, we've had our few little scuffles every now and then break out that it's like, whoa, that kind of went weird. Yeah. Um, I remember the <laughs> dude who was, like, five foot tall having to look up at you to yell at you. Oh yeah, cause I was the little handstand dude. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, it was something with Harry. Like he, uh, he was asking Harry about his vape or whatever, and like it was getting real handsy, and Harry was getting real upset and real uncomfortable, and it got a little physical. And this is the first time I've ever seen Harry just fucking go balls out. I'm gonna whip your ass, you know. I mean that that that's not Harry at all, and. Uh, Got it broken up and everything, and we got him separated, and I kept, like, kind of putting my hand on his uh, chest, like, right above his heart. And it w- I wasn't even, like, f- you know, full palm or anything. It was just a couple fingers, like, hey, bro, you know, give him some space. What, you know. And he started getting pissed off. He's like, don't put your hand on me. Don't put your hand on me. It's like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> I'm just a big old teddy bear. I'm trying to break this up and have a good time. Nobody wants to see this. And he just got all fucking physical and pissed off, and... Took a swing. I took a swing back and dinged him right in the fucking jaw. Put him in a headlock and started beating him on the fucking nose. Next thing I know, Robert Doss and uh, Jamie uh, Tis McGee, I think is what we used to call her, and a bunch of other people just like jump on top of me and get me separated from the guy. And they're pushing me to the back door, and I thought it was just one or two people. I turn around, it's like a group of six or seven, <laughs> and there's two people carrying him out, and I'm like. Just let me hit him. <laughs> oh, I just, I just want to hit him one more time, please. Well, let me hit him. So the crazy part about that was is when they break us apart, old Sly Harry is still pissed off. He takes off running through the front door to go find him, and he's gonna, he goes back and reignites the fight. Harry's bound to whip his ass. And meanwhile, they've got me in the back. Now, They're trying you. to push him away, and so I get loose. I go grab Harry. I'm like, Go inside. Let me deal with it, buddy. You enjoy your fucking night. Well, now, bear in <laughs> mind that this dude had been acting fucking sketchy all night long. All he night was night. Do- just randomly doing handstands on the fucking yeah, dance floor. For no reason. Like it's, like it's like he went in the bathroom with David Lee Roth and started a fat line and came out with somebody else. Don't you dare talk bad about the Roth. Yeah, what, or was it, yeah the Roth. I think that's what he's calling himself now. L. Roth. Whatever. L. Roth. That sounds like a really bad, like... Tex-Mex yeah. place. <laughs> yeah, th- that was a... Uh, I guess they gave him his keys and, like, just... I think we just told him to fuck off, you know? You ruined everybody's night. You're being an asshole. And, you know, I think he got his keys or... I don't remember how it happened. But he, like, just got that Mustang, some souped-up Mustang, and he had that big dude with him that was in the military, like, bigger than me. Like, mm-hmm. big some bitch. And... The dude, like, rode with him to try and calm him down, and the guy was driving erratically and all that stuff, and he got down by, um, uh, what was that Mexican restaurant down the road from Moe's? Um, oh, uh, uh, El Tiempo. 
No, 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 no. Go down Kingsland. Yeah. Right there by that apartment complex. It's El Tiempo. Or it was. I don't, I don't remember what they used to call it back then, but. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Ro- anyways. Uh, it, it, it's been through like three or four different names. The one right. I'm talking about is on the corner. Uh, and they like burned down or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he, they got like, like down there and the guy like started hitting him. The little guy started hitting him and like opened his door and hit the gas and pushed him out. And then that big dude limped, like, we we're sitting there counting out. It was after hours already. And the dude comes limping back, and we're like, who the fuck is this? And I think somebody, like, saw him and brought him through the back door or something. Like, somebody was showing up to pick somebody up or I don't, who knows what. But he comes walking in and just covered in blood. It looks like he just went around with fucking Mike Tyson <laughs> and said that, you know, he basically jumped out of the car. Like, the guy was wow. hitting him, opened the door, and went to push that. him. And the dude was like, you're fucking crazy. And when he went to, like, slow down at an intersection, he went to jump out, and the guy gassed it. So when he jumped out, it, like, whipped him around. Weird. Like he was, I mean, he was beat up. He was beat the fuck up. And that was the last time I saw that guy, too. He was yeah, ba- he was ba- he was banned from Moe's for I don't remember how long. People like that are just bound and determined and then, to get into some trouble. Then I was told that he actually showed up one night when I wasn't working. I think we shift we – Traded nights or something, and I was told the next night when I showed up to work that he showed up and he was immediately kicked out. Yeah, like didn't even make it six feet through the door. They're like, "Nope, turn your fucking ass around and get the fuck out of here." Yeah, oh yeah, like we politely asked him to leave several times, a few aggressively. But I mean, we had all kinds of fun little little times in karaoke. I mean, I don't want it to people to think that we had like this bloodbath every single night or anything like that. I mean, we had amazing singers. We had really, really messed up singers. We had uh, took a light show from nothing and oh, there's some video <laughs> out there right now that it's like, wow, that was the small stage with a karaoke. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you came to our show, you got a fucking rock show. At one time, it was ten techno beams and two data flash, two strobe lights. And then my then well then my four little chauvets that we had. Actually, when it started, yeah, it was it was the, the little it was the house ones. it was the house park hands. We pulled those down. We no, we kept them because we didn't have any LEDs or anything. I bought two techno beams because I always told you I was going to bring lights. I was going to bring something, and I finally did. Then we had the LEDs, and then I bought some more techno beams, and then like all of a sudden they were coming in through all these websites and like towns I was going through when I was touring. So I just started buying them up. Next thing you know, there's this giant RCF. Badass PA on this tiny stage and ten freaking moving lights and these bright ass strobes and well, yeah, L- LED face lights and it's like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> it's a fucking character. Seems a little show. bit over overkill. Oh god, yeah, it was. That, that's that's the way we rolled though. I enjoyed that, man. I, I I look back at it now and I'm just like, I can't believe I did that. Uh, Not necessarily working the karaoke, but I can't believe I just took. That small stage, right, and that show, and just we just ran with it, you know. It was, it was something else. It was, it was definitely something that set us apart for sure for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um. But I still rival what we did with any live band that was running through there. Yeah. But I mean, that's the nature of the business. So, um, let's get some weird questions here. You believe in ghosts? Why do you believe in ghosts? Have you seen them? I've experienced some shit. <laughs> I, I've, seen, I've seen some shit, I've, man. I've, I've, I've seen stuff, uh, especially in houses where, like, 
you know, somebody's either died in or something happened next door or whatever. Uh, I've also experienced stuff, you know, like falling asleep. And everybody's like, oh, it's sleep paralysis, sleep paralysis. And I'm like, this is something else. It's the demons. This is something else, man. It's the demons. Uh, There uh, there was a time, actually two times, my mom has this uh, big cabinet uh, with glass on the front, a big wooden rustic type cabinet. It's got a bunch of antique dishes in it. Like uh, dishes, some of the dishes are older than her, you know. And uh, uh, when they lived in Garwood, uh, right down the road from where my land is, I was sleeping on the couch one night. I just I stayed the night. I was living at Shiner at the time, and uh, all of a sudden I see this little old lady walk right in front of it. But it wasn't like in front of the cabinet. Like I saw it in the glass. (laughs) You know, yeah, the little ghostly, shadowy, you know, a couple little light or whatever you want to call it it, it was weird <clears throat> so years go by dad passes away uh we get mom moved into the house that they were moving into get her all settled in and everything i'm staying there uh i fall asleep on the couch all of a sudden my phone starts blaring louder than it should have been the song by skillet called hero just blaring out of skillet nowhere, of out of nowhere. It was like the skillet. well, it was like the loudest song and the and what the song's about. And I was like, the fuck. And I was like, why is my phone going off? It wasn't an alarm. It wasn't anything that was set. Five G. The phone was just <laughs> out like this, and all of a sudden it's blaring this shit. A couple of days later, fall asleep on the couch again. Wake up to Molly Hatchet. <laughs> there was a stereo that we had hooked up to a temporary TV just to have bigger sound. And in the middle of the night, like 4 a.m., no alarms set on that thing or nothing. There's, there's no reason to. Nobody would do it. Nobody knows how to do it. All of a sudden, it kicks on. It's tuned to 99.1, which was the station my mom and dad used to listen to every Friday and Saturday night if they were sitting at home and they'd have a couple cocktails together. And they put, I don't know why. Our parents did this. I know. Because our parents' generation, that was like baby making. No, no, no. Check this out. I know a lot of people's parents, at least around our age range, that have done this. They turn the TV on and turn it all the way down, but then they have the radio on and whatever music. And then they complain about us being on our phones while we're doing some while we're watching a show on TV. (laughs) Exactly. Shit. (laughs) But it was uh, it was Sunny ninety nine point one. I don't remember the song, but like there was no reason why that radio was supposed to come on and tune to that station. Because it technically it lost power when we had it plugged in, so it like should have tuned into eighty-seven point, you know, whatever the end of the dial is, eighty-seven point nine, uh, and it was like ninety-nine point one, and it was some old song that they used to listen to, like the Kenny G or Michael Bolton song or something. Tell me how am I? <laughs> Don't make me do it. I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> supposed to live without you. But that, that, that was the weird. the only song and that you can sing while and, sounding like a bloodhound. And, and the remote wouldn't turn it off. I had to get up and like hit the button like three times for it to turn off. Electrical surge. Okay. I No, no wait a minute. I, no, I'm a firm believer. I also saw the same little paranormal. old lady in the cabinet again a couple of weeks after that. Oh, no. I'm a firm believer in paranoia. Uh, paranoia. Paranormal. Paranoia, paranormal. <laughs> UFOs are real, by the way. Just to remind y'all. Yeah, yeah. Just in case anybody forgot, the U- the government admitted UFOs exist, and we just kind of glanced over it. <laughs> We're not alone. Um. Yeah, I, I, there's been times where I've been like asleep, and I hear a song playing in my dreams, 
And oh, I'm like, yeah, that's the worst. I don't, I don't know that song. It happened. I stayed at my buddy Matt's house one time, and his mom woke up early and started playing like old Travis Tritt songs on the radio loud. We're in the room, the door shut, but my head happened to be like by the door, so I could hear it. And in my dreams, the radio is playing the exact same song that was on when I woke up. Like that kind of shit happens. The no. deja vuish type stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> Oh, dude, I've I've had dream full on dreams where I uh, I used to work at a skating rink, and at one point there was a conversation. I turned and I said something about like the end of the school year to this girl named Amber that worked there, mm-hmm. and I knew all this in my dream, in my brain when it happened the first time I happened to it. I can clearly see the blue shelves, the potato skin skates, the orange wheels, the oh, building. memories. <laughs> the building is all painted the same thing. The trick to it is. When I worked at the skating rink, I was in Texas. Yeah. I had the dream when I first moved to Oklahoma seven years before. Oh, that's weird. And I'm talking dead on, like, down to my hand was on the fucking shelf in the same exact spot. Seven, eight years later, and, like, I had to stop and be like, Your entire body kind of goes into shock. You're like, whoa. <laughs> like, this shit really can't be happening. But, I mean, there's stuff like that all the time. People yeah. here... Or you, you feel I've had a few of those. I'm yeah. pretty sure I lived a different life for me, a life before I have now. There, there's been shit that like I've dreamed and dreamed and dreamed. It's like, why do I keep reliving this and like feeling like I actually lived it? And it, it was weird, weird stuff. Oh yeah, man. Like, there's a lot that we can't explain in this world. The Just like I bet you, th- I saw thing. I saw a little meme the other day that was actually perfect. It was like, imagine if the oceans were crystal clear. Like, you could see all the way down, and nothing could be hidden. Imagine the scary-ass shit that we would actually see down there, Mm -hmm. that it would be like, (laughs) nope, I'll stay up here, thank you. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I'm I'm okay, you stay down there on the bottom of the ocean (laughs) with that. (laughs) Stay there in the darkness. Yeah, yeah, let the the darkness, oh, what is this pretty little fish? Oh my god, it's got a mouth twice the size of its body. (laughs) And fangs. And it can fly, oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, like, no, fuck all that shit. Like, nature, nature's scurry. Mm -hmm. Like, but I also kind of put the paranormal into that aspect as well. I think some people read a little too much into it. Yeah. But I, but I think it, but I, uh, but I think it exists for sure. I, I've seen and heard shit that I can't explain, and people make fun of me to this day, and I know people make fun of me after they hear this. And I make fun of you for a lot of things. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, I when, but when it comes to the paranormal and stuff, people, you know, just oh, it was this, oh, it was that. And I'm like, well, how do you make sense of this and this and this? And they can't answer it. It's like exactly, right. And I, I've seen some shit. I, I know people who have hunt doing the whole ghost hunt, yeah, ghost hunting thing. Mm-hmm. And I've seen videos of it, and it's like there's no explaining it, dude. I uh, back there, to there, the dream. It's, thing. it's impossible. Back know? to the dream thing. I had a friend who died uh, from muscular dystrophy oh, when I was no, 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 no. When when kind of unexpected, expected, whatever, whatever, whatever. A week, two weeks. Before, I want to say before, like, the one-year anniversary of him dying, Mm -hmm. I had this dream where I'm running, because he and I used to be in the same elementary school. Like, I would help him go out to the bus and all this stuff. It was my buddy, Michael. And I remember the dream we're running through the halls, or I'm running through the halls. I I don't know where he is. And 
all I can feel is something's chasing me. That's like that. I just know that there's something behind me. There's something bad back there. And I run and I go outside and I literally see Michael standing up of all things. So it's him without his wheelchair, which stops me in the dream. And then he just goes, no, turn around. You're not ready. And I turn around and I get about three steps and I feel like what is a gunshot in the middle of my chest. And I wake up and can't feel my arm like it's like, oh, my God. Oof. Like I dreams fuck with me weird ways like that. Like I remember weird one one of the first times I'm uh, I was in Oklahoma when we just moved there, and my brother my brother Billy was asleep on the floor when this happened. He's sleeping on the floor. I'm sleeping on the couch and I've got a sheet. Yeah. Well, I have this super vivid dream that a local aggressive like anaconda has <laughs> ha- no <coughs> has been. Set loose by accident in our neighborhood. Sneaky snake. I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. So in my dream, in the house that we're actually in, oh God. I walk out and I go outside to open the garage door. And when I open the garage door, I hear this. <laughs> and I look down and here's this fucking snake that is piled like two feet high. And when I catch eyes with it, it jumps and grabs my fucking hip and instantly is wrapped around my leg. I wake up screaming like a little bitch. Not gonna <laughs> lie, like, ah, ah, ah. My brother wakes up and goes, What the fuck is wrong with you? Snake. I look down and the fucking sheet is wrapped around my leg exactly <laughs> like the snake was. Yeah. I was like, I, uh, I just, sorry. Shut the fuck up. Go back to sleep. I've had those wake up screaming. or I've had quite a few. And just last couple years, I won't get depressed or anything. Just with people I've lost and shit I've gone through. Uh, I've had some, a lot of time alone and a lot of time to think. And sometimes I can fuck with your brain, especially right before you go to bed. Oh, yeah. I've woken up just bawling. Because I saw somebody that I, you know, lost, you know, let's say five years ago or for whatever reason. And just bawling. And I then I'm crying in the dream, and I wake up, and I'm just like, "What? <laughs> like, how did this happen? What? 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 I'm fine." And all of a sudden, it just like replays like those, those Matrix kind of moments where you're yes, like, "Yes, exactly." Did I just wake up from another life? <laughs> exactly. I, it just replays in my brain. I'm like, "Well, no wonder." <laughs> it's just amazing what the brain can do to you, man. It's crazy. Oh yeah, but it's also crazy how quickly it can forget it. Like, you can have the most vivid dream on the planet, wake up, and within three seconds, you can't remember a damn thing about it. That's one thing we say on the road, actually, is you always remember the shitty gigs. You don't remember the best. Oh, no, I've had some very good very good dreams like, as well. Like, for just for us, whether we're dreaming it or we remember a place or whatever it is, it's like you, you always remember the bad places, but you never remember the good ones. Eh. And that's just what we say on the road because... Right. 98% of the time, that's what it is. Right. People are, people are, always forget the good that you did, no matter how small the bad. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that goes back to the whole good and bad and good versus evil. I think that that is true to a degree, but at the same point, people have to be a lot more accountable for their own shit. Yep. Like, for real. Like, not to get all philosophical or anything like that like i don't have enough tequila for that (laughs) (laughs) but i mean it's just like the all the people that i've ran in through ran into through the years of doing karaoke like honestly some of the best memories of my life 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. For sure. And some of the worst moments I've ever had, without a doubt. For sure. Um, some of the worst decisions I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to plead the fourth. <laughs> I think I don't. That might be the right number. <laughs> Look, we've all made. There were some nights where neither one of us can say with <laughs> with one hundred percent certainty that we did what was appropriate for the evening. No. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it is what it is, dude. Um, I do gotta say thank you so much for coming out and doing a part la two. Yeah, la two. La two. La two. Uh. We'll get you back here soon, I'm sure, once uh, the road road warrior stuff goes on. Yeah, hope so. Uh, might have to do some call-in episodes one night with the guys on the road if you got a long rain or long run in between a couple places. <laughs> i got to turn that around. Anyways, <laughs> as long as I get my brown M&Ms, I don't give a shit. Oh, wait, this ain't a moist clench show. So, Matt Hurst, if you're listening, <laughs> quit being a bitch. Moist Clinch needs to come back. The world needs <laughs> Moist Clinch. His fault, man. It's always his fault. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go and get a real job. So, all right. <laughs> Thank you, man, so much for coming out and doing Thanks this. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, man, as always, stay safe on the road. Thank you for all the stories. Thank you for the years of friendship and fun times. Oh, yeah. And irrational arguments and <laughs> drunken blurred <laughs> memories and all the good fun stuff um god bless zombie foot <laughs> <laughs> ladies remember that's the best dance move there is zombie foot <laughs> um anything you want to say man any shout outs or anything you want to give real quick um <coughs> anything kind of been on your mind that you need to get up <laughs> uh nah man y'all just uh take care of yourselves and for anybody listening that I know personally, you know, I love you and hang in there. If you ever need something, just holler at me. I'll I'll come running. But uh, we're going through some tough times right now. We can make it. We'll be together again soon. Please don't make him run. It is not a pretty sight. <laughs> like uh, I've got a new project coming up. Only select few. Only select few know about a little band project. So if anybody's interested and they want to play or sing, holler at your boy. Other there than is that. casting couch <laughs> opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that and mind your business. Enjoy what you got. Enjoy life. And just keep on rolling, bro. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. It's the Little Bit Strange Podcast. <laughs>